If you've been surprised by how smoothly airport processing can be for international travel, you might want to thank my next guest. His longtime work in the practical, real-world application of facial recognition is in some ways revolutionizing the airport experience. John Wagner is Deputy Executive Assistant Commissioner for Field Operations at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and he's a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals Program, and he joins me now. Mr. Wagner, good to have you on. Great. Thanks for having me. And we do know that you are something of one of the federal facial recognition experts. And let's start with what your plan is. What is the plan for using facial recognition at airports and for what purpose? And give us a status report on where it all stands right now. Well, building off the success we've had with global entry and self-service kiosks and getting rid of those paper forms when you arrive, uh, we took on this next challenge of figuring out a way to record the biometrics of visitors departing the United States. And we did a lot of work with the industry and with the stakeholders and settled in on using facial recognition or really facial comparison uh, type, type approaches to the departures and arrivals for international flights. And while meeting these security mandates, we're also looking at the facilitative benefits that this brings to the traveling public. And so this is being applied for foreigners who come and go or anyone who comes and goes? So it started out as a requirement from Congress to record the biometrics of departing visitors from the U.S. because we already collect them on arrival when visitors come to the U.S. And this would help us determine whether they overstayed their authorized period of admission. But what we saw that if we could leverage some of the... um, the, the business models and the plans that the airlines and airports were looking at, if we could all combine our efforts together and come up with one program, we could include all travelers in this, and we could be able to provide these security and facilitative benefits to anyone arriving or departing on an international flight using the uh, different authorities that we have, uh, including on, on U.S. citizens and verifying U.S. travel documents like the passport. In some ways, the boarding pass becomes your face. Correct. And we've been able to link the the biometric comparison. So we take a photo of a person boarding the plane. We compare that against, say, your passport photo or your visa photo. And when we can confirm that, we can send a message to the airline that this is the person who's boarding, and they can replace the actual read of the boarding pass and the barcode or your phone with that confirmation message from CBP. So it's it's really a one-step automated transaction, which takes care of multiple things at once. Well, I can tell you I used it last year, late last year, to go to and from Europe out of Philadelphia, and it works like a charm. What is the extent of the installation and the program at this point? So we have uh, several airports and several major airlines are committed to working with us to to build out this technology. Um, We've done a couple of press events and announcements, and we have operations in Orlando, uh, in Atlanta with Delta, in Detroit, uh, Washington, Dulles. Um, We have airlines and airports uh, testing different configurations in places like JFK and Boston uh, and San Francisco and LAX. Um, So we have a lot of great um, minds and a lot of great people working to determine what's the best system that we can roll out for everyone. And this really took some advances in technology from industry to be able to enable this type of thing, correct? Correct. And we looked at, you know, it wasn't so much the technology itself. 
um, which the, the facial matching algorithms have come a long way and the cameras have come a long way, but it was more, how do you integrate that into what already goes on at the airport instead of creating another, say, layer of requirements at the airport? And, you know, in government, it's always so easy to layer on another requirement and make another step or another thing people have to go through. But the real challenge is how do you integrate it into what already happens and, in essence, actually remove requirements or the different things when you can combine it with all the different entities and all the different things that goes on at the airport. And that's really what we're trying to do here. We're speaking with John Wagner, Deputy Executive Assistant Commissioner for Field Operations at U.S. Customs and Border Protection and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. And from a programmatic standpoint, how did you... I mean, it was a congressional mandate, and there was a lot of drive, I guess, to have this kind of thing. How did you marshal all the forces and the horses required to make it go in the right direction? So it was a, it was a longstanding congressional requirement. You know, this was a, a national security imperative. This came out of recommendations from the 9-11 Commission. And, you know, we struggled, DHS struggled with coming up with an approach that wouldn't create gridlock at the airports. Uh, or at the seaports or the land border. And my office took this project on a couple years ago, and we sat down with the stakeholders and we looked at, um, you know, where everyone was going as far as their own automation and modernization plans and their own challenges. And we devised a solution that um, really tried to meet everyone's requirements. And, you know, we like to say we're solving an incredibly complex security challenge by focusing on the traveler experience. And, you know, those two goals are not necessarily opposite of each other, and we can solve both of them with one solution, and that's really what we're trying to do here, and we think that's the right path to success. Because it must have involved a lot of marshalling and cajoling of all the airport authorities and operating commissions and so forth. It's really a mishmash of people that own and operate airports that have commercial flights. Absolutely, and it's, it's, it's leveraging everyone's resources and everyone's ability and technology to do this uh, in a way that's kind of revolutionary for government in that these public-private partnerships allow us to share the risk and share the technology and share the responsibility here, uh, but in a way that improves your overall risk approach to how you do things. Um, but it was a lot of convincing and demonstrating that the technology sound, the technology is accurate, and there's a very um, uh, easy way we can deliver this that's going to have tremendous gains in the security posture and the efficiency or the facilitation benefits for the travelers. Uh, you know, the good news is travel continues to increase, um, so we have to get more people through our processes, and we can't just keep layering on additional requirements, you know, as threats change or requirements change, but let's find a way to integrate all these and really do everything at once and leverage all of our different capabilities to provide a better, you know, experience for uh, international travel. And now people today are somewhat hyper-concerned and justifiably about the whole privacy aspect of collection of personal data, especially biometrics. How does this program address that? Absolutely. And you know, we have we fulfill all our mandates required by the Privacy Act. We've published several privacy impact assessments. Um, they're available on our website. Uh, but we have to be very clear with people as to exactly what we're doing. Um, and, you know, this is not a surveillance program. This is not about hanging a, 
uh, a random camera in an airport and surveilling people as they walk by and trying to figure out who they are. No, this is having your picture taken in a time and place where you stop and would normally present your passport. Um, and someone would do a manual comparison of the person holding the passport against the, the picture on it. And what we're replacing that with is you stand in front of a camera, you know your picture is being taken, and we just electronically do the same work that we're, someone manually is doing today. So it takes your new picture and compares it against the picture that's on your travel document and uses an algorithm to help us determine whether or not the person matches or not. And we're matching in the 97, 98% accuracy rate now. Uh, but it's, it's very deliberate. It's, people understand this is happening. And if people don't want their picture taken, they can choose to opt out of doing that, and we can, we can revert to that manual review of, of the documentation as is done today. And the important thing for U.S. citizens is we do not keep the new photos we take of U.S. citizens at the airport. So once we compare it against the passport and we're confident you're the true passport holder, that information's discarded, and it, there's no need to keep it. Sure. And uh, getting back to the bigger picture here, what's it like to get a Sammy's nomination for this? Oh, it's great. You know, it's great to be recognized among – really, it's a, a tremendous group of federal employees. You sit there and you, you, you listen to their accomplishments, and you realize just the incredible work that you don't hear about every day, but that government employees are hard at work, um, you know, saving lives, making lives better, really helping the public. And it, it makes you f feel really good to be considered among just a, an incredible group of talented uh, individuals. John Wagner is Deputy Executive Assistant Commissioner for Field Operations at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. As always, thanks so much. Great. Thanks for having me. He's also a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first night back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.